The Quick Smart Comedy Show was originally broadcast on SoundArt Radio. For more programming, visit soundartradio.org. Coming up on today's show, internships, flight simulation, and Dave tries caviar. Welcome to the wonderful world of the quick, smart comedy show. Friends and guests, stuff, things, it's the quick, smart, comedy show. Let's meet your hosts, David and James. Hello and welcome to the Quick Smart Comedy Show on Sound Art Radio with me, Dave, and alongside me is James. Hello. How's it hanging, my friend? It's it's hanging low, like a low-hanging piece of fruit that you can just pick off, put in your basket, take it to the checkout. And pay for. Oh, very nice. Does that answer how I'm feeling? <laughs> um, yeah, I think pretty well I'm getting from that. You're feeling ripe is what I'm feeling <laughs> from that. Uh, well, today on today's show, we've got uh, a lot planned. On today's show? On, on today? Um, no, on, um, today I've got a lot planned. Uh, not much for the show, but after this... Um... Yeah, yeah. we usually work in B&B when we're not doing this. And it hasn't gone great the last couple of months, let's say. A lot of political strife is how I describe sure, it. That's a good word to describe it, yeah. The uh, We work for a chap called Dennis... He's the landlord of the B&B. About five weeks ago, he annexed the local Ukrainian laundrette. There's a lot of parallels with Russia, it seems. Yeah, he sort of... I think Putin's one of his idols. He has got a lot of um, similar photos. But yeah, so he's uh, he likes a bit of Putin. And um, he annexed the laundrette, didn't he? I try, not, I try not to get involved with what he's doing, but yeah, he did. Uh... Yeah, I don't like to take sides. I'm sort of, I like to think I'm sort of like the UN of the local area. I sort of try and mediate in between sure. him and the, uh, and the laundrette. But of course, um, not everyone's been so kind on him. The political community have sort of put um, a lot of pressure on the UK to um, freeze his assets, which is what they've done. Yeah, so that got a lot of uh, international attention. He probably didn't want that. Well, absolutely, um, yeah. They thought, yeah, he probably shouldn't be doing that. They were a bit easy on Putin, so they thought we'd better stamp down on, uh, on Dennis. So, so yeah, um, he's had the uh, firm arm of the UN. Of the international UN law. Putting pressure on, yeah. Yeah, they freezed his assets. Yeah, so basically, he's in trouble. Another thing they did do is um, they've frozen his phone line. Of course, it was Eurovision last night because he's a, a Russian sympathiser. They didn't want him. Uh, they didn't want to swing it and give us give him votes to Russia. That could cause a sure. political incident. Yeah. So they tied his hands on that one. Well, yeah, the, any pressure that he gets from the uh, the outside inevitably comes down on us. Uh, well, absolutely. Um, so we felt the full force of Dennis. Yeah, he was pretty angry, wouldn't he? To get out on us, to get out on our wage packets. Yeah, his assets being frozen means uh, he's got no money. Can't pay us. You think, why, why don't we just leave our jobs, James? Is the well, that's what I, I thought when, when you told me. Well, it was about time we leave. But then you, you, what, you said it was an ironclad contract. Was that the term you used? Yeah, we, um, I'd not heard of this term before, but um, yeah, I went to... Well, my um, lawyer told me, and uh, you represent me in the court of law. Absolutely. So, and vice versa. Save on the pennies, absolutely. He hasn't paid us anything, so we thought, oh, we, um, we need to take this to court. Of course, I couldn't afford a solicitor. You couldn't. Same. You represented me, I represented you. Mm. 
Um, you haven't paid me for that yet, so I'm just waiting for the check on that. Well, way. you know, I have gone up by about fifty percent as well because of the you know the circumstances. I thought you were working on a no win no fee basis, James. That, that we, was, didn't, we didn't win the case. That was true until we lost, and I thought, oh, I'm not going to get any money. Oh, um, we charge you. Well, so you owe me about you know fifteen hundred. My fee went up as well because um. No, no, because you work on a um, no fee, no win basis. A fee, win, no. What? Is there any other ways to uh... no win, no fee, a fee? I work on an a fee, no win basis. Right. Because you don't win, I get a fee. Yeah. Okay. What's the fee? Uh, wh- how much are you charging me? Um, it depends. What you, What are you going to well, say? You just said fifteen hundred, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm charging you. 1600 1600 Yeah. Well, the thing about that is I'm not including tax on that. The I VAT, I, I that's about 250 so we're going up to 1750 So call it quits, give me 50 quid, we're done. Sweet. <laughs> sorted. <laughs> well, we got that one sorted. But yeah, it does mean we've got to... Um, well, I had to go. I don't know what you were doing. I, I went down to the uh, the job centre. Oh, I went down there as well. I didn't see you Did down you? there. Well, I went down and I thought, oh, okay. Why don't we go together? We could have saved on the taxi fare. Because I just walked. It was about two minutes away. Oh. Yeah. I thought it was overpriced. It was it was fifteen pound for a two minute journey. So I went down, and uh, I I thought, okay, clean start. What do I want to be? Race car driver, obvious. Right, race okay. car driver. So I went down, and, and I spoke to a lady. She's a very nice lady. So um, the lady. Just oh, the, the lady. I thought you gave her a name. Sorry. Uh, no, I can't remember. It's not important. She is an individual, James. <laughs> and uh, she said, uh, well, okay, you can be a race car driver, or, you know, a good way to get into that is unpaid internship down the harbour. Um, and I, I was a bit sceptical at first, but um, yeah, I, I signed up for Can that. See the benefits. So yeah. what you're doing an unpaid internship at the harbour to become a race car driver? Yeah, well, she said that was probably the best way to get in, into the uh, into the business. Yeah, and I doubt she would lie just to uh, just to get you out of the office. Yeah, so I'm yeah. gonna do that. What are you gonna be doing? Like driving the boats around really fast? Uh, and then, probably. Yeah, changing tires, <laughs> moving <laughs> stuff. Boats. Yeah, refueling um, at so high speed. I'm looking forward to that. I've got to actually, you know, I have to cut this short. I may have to go off and do that. At some point, I think it's they don't pay you, oh. but they are very strict and do fine you or beat you if you are late. Oh, so. this could be a bit of a problem because you're you've got to leave early, have you? Yeah, yeah, I've got to leave early as well. Why have you got to leave early? Well, I went to the job center as well. Oh, yeah, told them um, my life's ambition of becoming a pro tour golfer. Um, <laughs> yeah, told me that she had a similar reaction actually. She sort of laughed. Just do you remember her name? Uh, yeah, she was called Lucy, mm. Lucy Hart Bradford, she was called. Uh, lovely lady. Uh, she laughed when I told her a golf, and I said, "I know it would just be great, wouldn't it?" And I said, "How? What, Lucy? What is the best way of getting into golf? Is it uh, should I visit a local course? Should I perhaps enrol on a course?" Right. Um, Those are the two things you thought of. I thought of I could go on a golf course, or I can enrol on a course. Yep, of course, she said. <laughs> Wittily, I thought, and then um, she just said the best thing to do is go for an unpaid internship down the docks. Actually, so docks, I was, yeah. Oh, okay. Where's so, that? I think it's I think it's the harbour. I think it's the same oh. thing. So I think weirdly, yeah. If you've got to leave early, I've got to leave early. What are we gonna? I was gonna maybe you know, it might be interesting for the listeners to get a first ear view of the uh, first ear view of um, the docks. Yeah, job centres in action. You know, I guess internships. So. Docking. Docking. Harbour work. Boats coming in, boats uh, going out. Hard labour. Or Haber. Hard. There's a pun there somewhere. Haber. Harbour. Um, we'll think about that in the break. Yes, that'd be something to look forward to, wouldn't it, later on? Yeah. Show the listener, or let the listeners hear some ships. <laughs> that'd be good. Some waves, probably. If you, uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be seagulls. Yeah, some cool. wonderful sounds coming up. Well, I look forward to that, listeners. Yeah, but of course, that's not where the story ends with Dennis, does it? He, he can't earn any money through the uh, 
through the BNB. Uh, his assets have been frozen. So I think what he's done is he's he's opened a sort of a separate bank account that the UN don't know about, and he's channeling all his funds now into that bank account. Right. And uh, the way that he's um, earning this money is through a cooking tuition. He tells you a lot of this information. I I don't get any of this. When yeah, he tells you know, me. Me, me and Dennis are good pals. Yeah. Sure, you're just not looking for his. I do rifle through his bins occasionally oh. <laughs> just to uh, see what's going on. I found him sort of a, a bank statement. I thought, well, this yeah. isn't the usual account number and sort code on the other ones I've seen. Must be a new account. So, yeah, so I found out the bank and I put on Dennis's voice, oh, hello, I'm Dennis, and uh, just got some information out of it. So. Was that easy, was it? Yeah. Uh, oh, banking cool. fraud is very easy. Well, there's a lesson. And if... what's he doing, sorry? He's doing a cooking show. Yeah, he's doing a cooking show. Okay. Um, and I thought, as he's broke, and he does owe us loads of money for the work, mm. as we can't leave because of our ironclad contracts, we might as well give him, give the listeners a little taste of what he's doing, advertise his um, his cooking tuition mm. service. Okay. Do you get money from this? Do I get money from this? Does anyone get money from this? Um, well, I think the plan will be people will listen, they'll think, oh, I want to learn to cook like this guy. They'll then phone him up somehow. I don't know what his number is. Um, his phone has been cut off, so you won't right. actually go to go through to him. Um, and then somehow they'll get hold of him. They'll give him money for cooking tuition. Then he'll give us the money that he owes us for um, running the B&B. I think this is a ironclad plan. Yeah. Please do take up his services, because I would quite like some money. Thank you. Hello. Welcome to Dennis's Cooking Show. I'm Dennis, landlord and runner of the Rose Garden B&B. Today we'll be making chili con parmi. That's one of many jokes I have lined for this evening's events. Firstly, take your frying pan. The frying pan you choose is very important. My frying pan is a skillet. I haven't watched it since 1985. This retains the flavour. The ingredients you will need this week are rice, peppers, tomatoes, beef, pork, Chicken, lamb, and carrots. Lots of carrots, and maybe some apple pie. Firstly, take all the meat stuffs, mash them up in an old barrel. Make sure you use your fists, preferably a pair of knuckle dusters. And once it's all pureed into a fine mush, chop up them carrots. At this point, you might want to eat your apple pie. It doesn't actually go in the chili, it's just to keep you going so you don't accidentally eat raw meat on the way through. The history of rice, our first ingredient is that it was invented in 1872 by Mao Zedong. I haven't read this in books or nothing. I learned this from the University of Life and I've gathered it from my extensive experience cooking with rice. I'm using a long grain rice today. You can tell when a rice's grain is too long when you can't fit it on your own fingernail. I test every single grain of rice before I use it to cook so I normally start cooking about three days before I need to eat. I also left out my own special ingredient that I always put in a chili con balmy. I sourced this special chili in the deep forests of Babylon where I used to expedition a... In preparation of the chili, you'll of course want to wear an industrial chemical suit and three layers of rubber gloves. They will slowly melt. Mash the chili peppers and the meat all together in the barrel and pour it into the oven. You don't really need a baking tray or pot, just scrape it out the bottom and put it into bowls when it's finished. Serve that up to your customers, and as I always do, buy a Tesco ready meal. I ain't eating that slop. And here's one I prepared earlier. We'll just take it out the oven and make sure there isn't too much grit in it. There we go. 
Coming up in future episodes, pie, beef pie, apple pie, apple sauce, pie sauce, apple sauce pie, apple pie sauce, beef pie apple, eclairs. Right, uh, it's now that time in the show for my uh, comedy showcase, James. Well, it would be if we were doing that today. I've well, done a little. Uh, I've, got, I've, I've got quite a good uh, idea for a new segment we're going to do. Well, I've already got a good idea for an existing segment, uh, comedy showcase. So, um, I'll well, just, there's, uh, no, there's just no time today because we've got to, you know, we've got to leave early anyway. So, uh, what we're going to do, we're going to, um, you know, show show the listeners how a flight simulator would work. You know, you're going to play the pilot. I'm going to be the ground control. It's going to be great. They'll they'll learn something. It'll be great. You know. No time for comedy this week. Well, how are we going to do a simulator if they can't... Sure, the old point of simulation is they can sort of see the cockpit and all the dials. No, and... no, I've got, well, I've got like a soundboard here. We've got all the sound effects. I'm going to... There's like a kind of script we go through. You know, it's just like a simple training exercise. You'll, and you'll kind of like, you know, simulate it for them. And they'll understand what's going on. Right, well... Okay, well, what does this soundboard sound like? Okay, hold on. Uh, here's one of them. That's... That's a plane, yeah? Oh, okay, yeah. That's the quality of it. Pretty, pretty good. This is going to be great. Oh. Sorry, that hit the bird again, apparently. Don't lean on the soundboard. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, what's going to happen is I'm going to talk you through it, Dave. You're the pilot, obviously. You know you, you know what a pilot is. I know what a pilot is, yeah. Yeah, so listeners, Dave's going to be the pilot. I'm ground control. We're going to do a simple flight from uh, Cancun to, I don't know, Jersey. <laughs> Cancun to Jersey. Where is Cancun? Uh, I need to get there. I need to acclimatise to the sort of environment. Where is Cancun? Cancun. Well, that's just off the coast, isn't it? Oh, what? Like near Jersey? Uh, just off the coast of uh, Jersey. Oh, right, okay. So it's a short flight. Cancun to yeah. Jersey. Right. It's, it's okay. going to be about uh, about eleven minutes, I think. Right. Okay. So, um, what happens if anything goes wrong? I just just keep going. Just stay in character, you know. And basically, if anything happens, not that it will. Right. Keep going until right. So don't land it or. Well, land. Well, land, right, okay. Yeah. So just don't break character. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards we'll do the comedy showcase, yeah? Uh, sure, if there's time, but there's not going to be time. Well, it, it's a quick landing. We're only going from Cancun to Jersey, which is, what, 30 <laughs> kilometres by, uh, by your standards. So, right, okay. okay. You ready? Right, yeah, right. Plane simulator 9,000 pounds. Ground control, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ground control, I can't remember. Have I, have I taken off yet? <laughs> Yeah, you're in the air. You're. Uh, oh yeah. Um, oh, is that what the clouds are? Yeah, you're. Okay, so Dave, Dave Robbins, pilot. You are uh, thirty thousand feet in the air, which is, I think, it's a good height. Um, so that's here it is. Yeah, according to the dials. Yeah, all the dials are good, are they? Are you, sure, are you sure the planes it, flying? They all should be at twelve o'clock. All the dials, twelve o'clock. Right, okay. Yeah, all at twelve. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now you want to turn your 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 port thruster up to about eight. Uh, which one's the port thruster? Sorry, I, well, oh. I, I'm just going to. I can't take everything. Right, okay. Um, I presume it's the point of the simulation is that you do it. I presume it's this one. Right, okay. Yeah, so we're still flying. Good. Right, okay. What else? Port thrusters activated. What else are we doing? Okay, now you want to. Uh, it says here you've got to. Um, you've got to uh, turn on the, the the turbines in the engine. So that's uh, probably an essential. I would I assume. Uh, turbines are already going. That's why we're in the air ground control. You're professional. Do you know Do you know what you're doing? Turbines already going. Here's the first time I've done this uh, simulator. So give me a break. Fair enough. We'll do. Rookies, eh? Right. What right. next? Uh, give me out the readings. What readings have you got there? Um, seven, four. Which dial? Um, 
the green one, seven four. Right. Okay, yep, that's all That's all in that green, good? so that's good, yep. Right, okay. It's going pretty well so far, I think. People um, are learning. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's going surprisingly well for a rookie pilot like myself. Um, maybe I could press a couple more buttons. What does this button do? Uh, which button are you looking at there, Dave? I don't know, it's the big red one. Probably, probably that's not to uh, push the big red button. Okay, um, rewarding there to uh, turn the engines back on. Probably um, best to. You probably want to uh, restart the engine, turn the turbines on so you don't lose any uh, altitude there. Um, I don't think I want to. Ground <laughs> control, I don't think I really want to. What, 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 uh, flight 225, what are, you, uh, what are you talking about there? Um, yeah, I just don't want to turn the engines on. I think we're just going to go into free fall, I think. <laughs> This is, I'm not really liking this simulation. Uh, it's advised to uh, uh, to uh, keep the engines off. That is quite dangerous. There are 350 souls on your ship, so please turn the engines back on. Uh, ground control. Ground control. Um, I'm not particularly liking the advice you're giving me. I don't think it's sound advice. Um, so I'm going to uh, disable all communication. Thank you very much, ground control. Oh, thank God they're gone. Right, okay. Um, this is the captain speaking. Uh, the plane uh, is going down, um, but I thought to cheer us all up, I would give us a couple of lines of stand-up comedy. Right, okay. This is the um, the air marshal. Will the captain please open the door? You are endangering lives here. We got to uh, we got to land this plane. So please open the door. I've got I don't, don't want to have to use it, but I do have a pistol. I wasn't aware there was an air marshal on this. There's flight. always an air marshal on a flight, especially with rookie pilots. Not on Captain Dave's flight. Um, is this a terrorist action? It could be, if you don't open this door. We've got to put, you've got to put the plane back on, we're still in free fall. Everyone's quite calm, there's no noise, so uh, that's good. We're not in free fall, listen. What do you, can listen, you get off my not, soundboard? We're, not, we're not in free fall. Can you open the door, please? This is the Air Marshal um, Stanley uh, Smithington. So I told you, we're not in free fall. Listen <laughs> to those engines, Air Marshal. Yeah, that's the... That, okay, you got to uh, really turn the engines back on now, please. So that's... Uh, that's probably the best idea. I, was, I don't know how far we've fallen in these two minutes of the uh, they've been turned off, but uh, it's probably not great. I'm an expert. Uh, right, okay, if I let you in, will you, you just let me carry on flying the plane, yeah? Uh, well, I'll, I'll have to land this plane myself if you don't open this door. Uh, I'm not going to open the door. I will only speak to the co-pilot. Where is the co-pilot? Um, this, this is the co I'm right next to you. This is the co-pilot. Um, uh, this is uh, Davy Smith and Jones. Boom. David Smith and Jonesburn, I'm glad you're on the team. Can you go and tell the air marshal? Yeah, well, I'm just going to gonna take a control of this air flight because you've obviously uh, messed this up. But just turn, turn, turn the engines back on, right? Okay, they're back on. We're turning the engines what back are you on. Doing? Don't, have to press turn the that Don't press that button. Well, you will fail this uh, simulation and the plane will crash. No, ignore those noises. They're all fine. That one noise you've got. Yeah, that just shows that I'm flying the plane really well. I don't think it does. Uh, you're really going to have to uh, either take control of the ship or turn the engines back on because. You're losing altitude. Um, I don't think we are, to be honest. I'm just going to press a few more buttons. Either the air marshal or the co-captain will have to uh, take control of this vessel if you do not turn the engines back on. Jersey is but, I'm going to say, seven minutes away. Oh, so. fair enough, fair enough. I'll, oh, okay, I'll, I'll just, um, I'll get it going, but I'm just a bit hungry. Can you maybe just get some food out of the, uh, out of the cupboard? Uh, and I'll, um, well, okay, I'm the co-pilot, I'll have to do what you say, but yeah. uh, it's probably best if you do turn the engines back on at some point. So. Yeah, if you have, you eat some first. You eat some first. Uh, okay, sure. It's, it's just a sandwich. Um, yeah, if you just eat it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. There's a sandwich. Oh no, that was the poison sandwich. <laughs> oh no, it was like really poisonous. So I think. Oh, someone told me that anyone that eats it is just sort of gone within like three seconds. So, oh, 
Yeah, oh no, the co-pilot's gone down. Oh no. Luckily, the Hello. air marshal's still here. This is um. Yeah, but that, that's a bolted door. You can't get through that door. <laughs> I've got a uh, a wire cutter here um, and a bolt cutter and a pistol. Don't, don't make me use it. I don't, I don't know. Time, sound, I don't think we've got the sound effects that, so maybe I can't use the gun. Have you seen how fast we're going down? I don't think you've got time to use those uh, those sound effects. Uh, Dave, this is your mother here. Just one of the one of the uh, one of the many passengers here. You're endangering my life too. So, Mom, what are you doing on the flight? You invited me here on your first flight so I could uh, witness it myself. Oh yeah, but yeah, don't forget I gave you that parachute, so just jump out the window. No, I'm gonna stay here until oh. you turn those engines back on. Oh, George. Wise words, um, Mrs. Sorry, are you? This is the air, the, the air marshal. Oh, again. the air marshal, yeah. I'm, I thought, sorry, I thought you were the co-pilot, but of course no, you're the sandwich. No, he's dead. Oh, so, right, okay. uh, yeah, uh, this is the air marshal still, you know, I'm taking control of the situation. I've got the mum up here. <laughs> Lucky she was on board. The only woman I listen to, the only person I listen to, I'm not sexist. <laughs> Don't put that on me. How far have we fallen? Could you give me some readouts? Um, okay, are you familiar with the readouts, Air Marshal? Yep, I'm, I'm trained in everything. <laughs> um, obviously not hostage negotiation, because <laughs> you're not doing very well. Uh, minus 10, minus 4, minus 7. Good or, good or, good or bad, I'm not sure. Okay, I'm, I haven't stepped up to uh, phase 2, David, of the, uh, of the uh, Air Marshal code. I'm cutting off the oxygen to the cabin. <laughs> there's a button here that does that. Oh. Uh, I think there's a, I don't think there's a side effect for that, oh. but uh, it's a silent killer. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling wheezy. Oh, I can't, I can't hold the plane. Any last words before you fail the simulation? Oh. My final words. If Jamie Oliver was asked to name in order who his two favourite composers were, I don't think this would be your last I words. I reckon he'd say Chopin, Liss. Shocking. I don't think he would be doing some sort of comedy showcase. I don't when think I went into a local shop, I think he should land the plane. I was asked if I wanted a blue or an orange iPhone. Orange, I said. Oh, on Apple iPhone. Pretty good. Poor puns at best. I don't think you have time for this. My friend came back from a run the other day, complaining of calf problems. It surprised me. I didn't know she ran a dairy farm. Quick <laughs> smart comedy show. Welcome back. Uh, unfortunately, we're not along in the studio. Uh, we've had to, you know, um, leave early, cut out early because we've got these uh, unpaid internships down at the harbour. I think I might get a job as a pilot now, actually, James. Apparently, any any uh, unpaid internship from the harbour is a great stepping stone to, <laughs> to any you know, career. You know, golf, uh, race car driver, probably pilot. Probably yeah. they, they they have a pilot boat, don't they? So when they bring in big yeah. ships, so yeah, that's a nautical thing. So. <laughs> What am I doing here? I already know this stuff. Do you know who we're supposed to meet down here? I'm not sure who we're um, waiting I, to meet, like a dock manager or someone. Did anyone I, give yeah, you I was told to go meet the dock manager and they said he'd be um, in that sort of like a white hut or something. Okay. I presume it's that one over there. Uh, yeah, should we go over? Yeah, knock, you want to knock on the door? Okay. Yep. Beep, beep. Hi, um, we, uh, we're Dave and James. We've oh, come for uh, the... Hi, boys. I'm Larry Gibbons. I'm the uh, dock manager of these uh, docks or the harbour, if you want to call them that. Um, okay. Okay. Hello. Um, I think I recognise you actually. Didn't we? Yeah. Did we meet you before somewhere? I know. I never forget a face, and I recognise your face. Oh, it is a good possibility. I do many uh, tasks. I um, yeah, occasionally I'm the doc manager. I'm occasionally a uh, singer, songwriter, producer of uh, my uh, uh, one-man band, Shallow Boat. You may have heard one of my many records. I've had two records, so you may have heard of them. Uh, occasionally I do work on a uh, fracking vessel off the coast of uh, England, and uh, that's yeah. you know I. Uh, 
I remember you were the chap when we were tied to the bamboo, about to be um, sort of roasted. Um, oh, I right, I don't remember anything about that. You were the guy that didn't untie us, but just wanted to sort of push your latest single on us. Did you not play me a song? Um, no, I'm afraid I didn't. It's always best if I ask you to play a song, you, you play the song. That's common courtesy as far as I'm concerned. As yeah, um, but what I, what I think last time we only had a vinyl sort of deck on us. We didn't have a, um, I don't think I had my iPod connector or a CD yeah. deck on me when I was tied to a bamboo cane in the middle of a jungle. So. Well, um, that's in the past. And I, to be fair, I can't even remember it myself. And uh, I uh, I would say this, if when you're on my dock or my harbour, mm-hmm. you, uh, you do the work, you play the song, we get on fine. Are you going to do the work? Are you going to play the songs? I've got a couple of new songs. Um, I'm going to do the work. I probably won't put in that much effort. Is it some pain? I probably won't play the songs just because we um, are trying to break into the race car business and the uh, golfing golf. business. So we haven't got really time for that. Yeah. Um, though, I think we might as well give him a chance, James. What? Um, well, I'll just get out my list here. we got, uh, okay, the clipboard. Doesn't make any sounds, so I uh, don't expect to hear a sound about that. <laughs> right. I, w- I wouldn't expect to hear a clipboard sound, to be honest. Good. Quite silent stationary, I always thought, the clipboard. <laughs> We've got here one, uh, James. Is that one of you guys here? Uh, yeah, it's me, yeah. James. And we've got one David. Uh, yeah, D- Dave. D- is it spelled with a D? Uh, yeah. D-A. D-A. David, Dave. Yeah, I have, I have trouble reading and uh, seeing is my weakness. I've, I've found. And also, you know, keeping up this thick accent. It sounds like quite a troublesome accent, I've always thought. Mm. Hard to place, too. Yeah, where are you from, Larry? Uh, Sweden. Sweden. The docks of Sweden. Oh right, okay. Wait, what I port? moved as a child though to uh, Cornwall and uh, moved up to Devon. Oh right, okay. Where do you, uh, where from? Well, what port in Sweden and then Devon and Cornwall? Where are you from? I like to place the accent. If I'm honest, I think that most Sweden towns are unpronounceable to the in the common tongue. So I I try very hard not to say them. Right. And, <laughs> right. Okay. When you when you put a, a fisherman on the spot, he usually gets angry so my advice is not to put me on the spot like this right okay fair enough uh, I agree I'm not liking the workplace environment thus far I'm going to be honest on well this, this is just banter this is not work yet we haven't done any work Lucy will be hearing about this when I go to my next meeting at the job centre well uh, as far as I know uh, it's David isn't it you, you'll be working down on the actual uh, the floor you know the we call it the slop area well m- most of the hard labour is done uh, you know, uh, mopping, uh, cleaning up crab vomit, uh, fish guts, that kind of thing. Oh, uh, so I hope terrible. you do enjoy mopping, because that's mo- mopping and moving crates is usually what we ask of the unpaid interns. Right, is that what James is doing as well then? Is it? No, he's actually up at the, uh, the, 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 boat, the boat house, you know, the yacht club, serving champagnes. Right. Mopping as well, or no, any, just just mainly serving champagne and caviar to the uh, any crab the vo- folk. Any crab vomit up in the boathouse um, club? Well, it depends what your view on uh, caviar is, but <laughs> um, it's a high class food. It's not. Then probably of- not. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, you said you can't see very well, didn't you? Ah, uh, that's true. Yes, I hope you don't take advantage of that. <laughs> yeah. So can I just have a look at those papers a minute? Sure oh, thing, yeah. No, sorry, it's it's me that's meant to be. What are you? What are you? What are you seeing there, Dave? Um, it's me that's meant to be serving the champagne and caviar, and there's a little bit that says I'm supposed to eat and drink it all as well. Uh, well, I know my eyesight's not great, but I'm pretty sure that says James. No, oh, sorry, no, that's um, that's my signature. All right, I didn't know you. I thought this was a printout. Did you sign that? Did you? Yeah, I sort of managed to sign it, but in sort of like uh, Times New Roman font. <laughs> 
I've That's got, very skilled. I've got a very precise hand. And you say it looks like James, but it actually says David. Yeah, it's just sort of. I don't know. I just sort of Dave didn't look quite Me right. Me neither. I don't know at all. What are you? What are you trying to say? Right. It, it looks like James. Well, it doesn't look like James. Actually, it's just your bad eyesight. It's actually a J. Because uh, I always sign Dave with a J. Because obviously, why would you? Then there's no I in it. Um, then you and then an A, obviously A Dave J A J, and then sort of. I didn't like a V. I've never been a fan of the letter V, right. so I put an M. And then, um, so what's the gist of what you're trying to say, Dave? Basically, I think you're actually down for sweeping up the crab vomit, and I think I'm sort of up partying with the uh, with Larry, my guitar oh, Larry. Oh, I guess that makes sense to me. I mean, I'm not really that bothered either. Either way, one of you's got to clean up some crab vomit. Also, um, I'm sort of really interested in that song you were talking about, um, Larry. Right? What, could you maybe what what's what's the song about? Well, the song's called "Don't Trust the Fisherman." Don't trust um, the fisherman. It's actually. Are you not a fisherman though? Well, I'm a fisherman, yes, but, you know, I'm not much of a literary man, you know, I'm not much of a a litterer, but I'm not much of a litterer bug either, so... (laughs) Sorry, what, you're not literate, nor are you a litter bug? What What are you trying to say there? Have you not heard a fisherman joke before, lads? Um, no. No, it's probably the first time. Is that a joke? I'm not... Well, the thing about the fisherman jokes is, what what it is, the gist of it, you say something that you are illiterate, and then... You say something that you're not a little bug. And that's a Fisher joke. Right, so something something you are followed by something, something you are and something you're not. Yeah, that's that's about right, yeah. I've got a good joke for you here, Larry. I um, do like a joke. Oh well I'll tell it to James as well. So okay. something something you are. Um I'm gonna be um drinking champagne and eating caviar, so I'm not sweeping up crab guts. So that's a fisherman joke, do you like that one, Larry? Balls to the wall, that's the best joke I've heard this week. <laughs> we are getting on like a house on fire, Larry. Let's go and do whatever. Actually, no, I've got to show James to the other place. Yeah, tell him where he's going. Where am I going, then? If you're... I know, I trust Dave completely. I'm sure he's... Okay, he's boys run off. He's skipping. Um, what are we What are we doing, Larry? Well, I'm going to take you down to the, uh, as I say, the, uh, the arse end of the dock, and you're going to be cleaning and all sorts with a lovely chap. Uh, but uh, you'll be going down there and, uh, you know... Doing whatever he's doing. Right, okay. Well, I guess... Hurry up, Larry. I want to get to the boathouse. Well, I'll be off then, James. I'll catch you later. You... Just that way. Just go forward. It's one way, Doc. Oh, cheers, Larry. Cheers, Dave. Uh, yeah, I guess um, I'm off down to the uh, the docks. The arse end of the docks. Uh, oh, who's this? This is... Oh, excuse me. Are you... Are you the guy I'm supposed to... I don't really know who I'm supposed to see. Are you a fisherman or something? Or who am I supposed to be talking to here? I'm a fisherman. Right. Name's uh, Johnny. Oh, hi, Johnny. Uh, are you the, the, I don't know, the uh, sub-manager of this part of the docks? The, the crab worker? The fish the fish guy? The fish guts? Is that you? I'm the crab man. Okay. Uh, what's your name? Who sorry? are you? Uh, I'm James. I'm uh, one of the new unpaid interns. Um, are you, sorry, who are you, Johnny? You Johnny say? Fisherman. You knew my name. You said, am I a fisherman? I thought you must have known my family. The fisherman. The Fisherman Clan? No, uh, sorry, is that your name, Johnny Fisherman? My name's Johnny Fisherman. And you're a fisherman? No! I'm no fisherman. I'm a crabber. I work with crab. Right. Big crab, little crab, red crab. Okay. The lesser spotted white crab. It sounds a bit like the, one of those fishing jokes that I don't quite get. Is that what it is? No. I don't tell jokes. Okay. Well. You've been talking to Larry? Uh, yeah, yeah, that guy, yeah. Mm, don't care for Larry that much. He was the one that recruited me initially. 
Oh, well, well, that's a long time ago, isn't it? Well, 30 years. How old are you? I want to say 50-ish. 27. 27? I was an in unpaid Jeez, intern at the 20. age of 26. <laughs> I was a young, sprightly lad. Good hair. You have not aged well. I don't want to be rude, but... You would not believe what I used to look like. Good hair, good teeth, good skin, good eyeballs. Can you not see? Not very well. What do you... All this crab maintaining. I get salt water in my eye. This does not sound right. Slightly dissolve the cornea. Okay, uh, what are we What are we doing? What are we supposed to be doing here? We are nurturing the crab. The crab. There's one crab. No. <laughs> I use that as the plural for crab. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't get that. <laughs> I missed that. They would not employ one man to look after one crab. Well, I mean, it's just an arm of the dock, isn't it? They could have many... Well, it is a very uh, underfunded the... arm of the dock, some would say. Yeah, I mean, just to describe it to the listeners, this is... I have a radio show that we're kind of doing. We're kind of We're on radio? In. Yeah, we are, yeah. You're on radio. That's where there's a mic in your face. Um, mm. I there's... thought it was a crab tentacle. No, your eyesight is very poor. Your eyesight is very, very poor. It is quite poor. We've got, just to, to describe to the listeners, there's a couple of crates. One's describe it to me, I can't really see where, see where I'm working. <laughs> there's about three crates, one's got a crab and the rest are just fish guts. Um, there's only one crab? <laughs> where are they all gone? <laughs> it's an open crate. Did I forget crate. to lock them again? It's an open crate, yeah, I mean, there's not a lock on it. Um, there's, oh. <laughs> Um, failed my mission. <laughs> there's a boat next to it. There's some sort of kind of ladder. I'm not sure where that's going. It's going down in, into the water. I'm not sure where that goes. Uh, that's it, really. And then there's just kind of a mop. That's for the crab sick. We get a lot of that around here. Even though apparently we have one crab. He's a very ill crab. He, de he is kind of like a greenish colour. Do you feed him? Uh, yes. What do you feed him? With that bucket there, it says crab food? Because it's just fish guts in there. Mm. Do they eat that? Yeah, they're cannibals. To fish? Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, isn't the, if you're a cannibal, wouldn't you eat crab? Because there's, no, there's only one crab. It's just fish guts, like fish heads and whatnot. Mm. I'm a literate, don't you know? <laughs> Another one. Much like the uh, my brethren here, Larry, Barry, Carrie, Gary, Harry. The Gibbons family. The Gibbons family. The Gibbons clan. It's Big weird that they're not all part of the shallow boat, the, ba the band that he's in, because it's just, he says it's just him. Well, he's... Well, you'd have to ask Larry about that, I don't know. Maybe we'll bring him up next time we see him, whenever that is. I'm sure we'll see him again. So, you, what, and what do you do here? You just feed this one crab that's really sick? Pretty much. And you mop up. So mop what up. am I going to do? I mean, is this a two-man operation? Um, when do we drive cars? Because I was told <laughs> to be a race car driver, this is the best way to get into it. You've been misinformed. Who said that? Was it Larry? No, this is um, Lucinda or something. Uh, Lucy or something from the Lucy from the. She was the one that sent me here on the unpaid internship. <laughs> so, mm. And what did you want to be? I wanted to be a crab. <laughs> That's why I got put in this department. That's actually spot on. To be fair, she's like, I don't think she's given up over the years. That was her best work placement ever. She got me the perfect job. Nailed it on that one, didn't she? The crab department at the local docks. This here is my wife, this crab. Did I mention? I've struck up a. Re I've struck up a relationship. I've been working I for so could, long. Could you see her, though? Just about. 
It was love at first. In those days, I could see it was love at first sight. I'm I mean, gradually, <laughs> so I worked here longer. But crab fumes disintegrated by corneas. And uh, one day, I'm hoping that uh, I'll get 2020 crab vision. What's she called? Sorry, What's, uh, I didn't. My I wife didn't... is called Crabstick. It was my favorite food. Um, she didn't have a name when I got here. It was my favorite food back in. Um, I'm sorry to inform you, Joy. I think like from her, the color and her complexion and the fact that she's hollow, I think she's dead. Hollow? You saying she has no soul and personality? No, I'm just saying there's a big like gash where she should be. It's just kind of like a hollow shell. No, this can't be. I'm really sorry to have to tell you this, Joy. And you have to tell me this on the radio? Uh, we do try and keep a lot of what we do on the radio. Do like, document it, you know, in case... We do get in kind of a lot of, like, legal troubles being our own... I don't know if you know this, Johnny, but I actually represent uh, a good friend of mine, and he represents me. Mm. Um, and we know nothing about law, so it's always good to keep a document. Well, I'm going to be needing a good lawyer after this. Why is that? <laughs> ah! This next song is The Ballad of One Johnny Fisherman, starring Larry Gibbons of Shallow Boat and my brother Barry Gibbons. Uh, you can find more tunes at uh, www.myspace.com forward slash Shallow Boat, aka Larry Gibbons. One, two, three, four. Don't trust that fisherman. Don't trust that fisherman. Don't trust that fisherman. Oh no. Don't trust that fisherman. That fishy fisherman. Don't trust that fisherman, oh no. Johnny loved those crabs, till those crabs made him mad. All that unpaid work meant good fishermen we served. Don't trust that fisherman, don't trust that fisherman, don't trust that fisherman, oh no. Don't trust that fisherman, that fishy fisherman, don't trust that fisherman, oh no. Johnny's life's the hell, his most recent wife's what a shell For Dave and James hope is required When you're fishing with Johnny, you're fishing with fire I said when you're fishing with Johnny, you're fishing with fire Oh, my head Ugh Ah, oh, is that Dave, is that you? Oh, who's that? Your one and only friend. You haven't seen. Who see from the job centre? <laughs> no, no, this is James. Uh, I haven't seen you for about oh. ten minutes. It feels like a lifetime now. Oh god, yeah. I think. Oh, I'm not sure what happened. It feels like I got hit on my head again. Oh, same here. I think I had too many champagnes up in the York Club. Oh, what are you doing here? I have no idea. Where are we? I think we're on a submarine. It sounds and looks like a submarine. Oh yeah, you're right. How did you get here? Well, I was talking to that guy, Johnny Fisherman. He was the. The, uh, the guy who mopped up crab sick. Um, oh. I don't know what happened. It's, we're talking about his dead wife, who was a crab, and suddenly I'm here, talking to you again. He's married to a crab? Uh, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Interesting. What, and would he, how are you here then? Why are you here? I don't know, if I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah, interesting story how I got it. Oh, it? yeah, I had a. Cool. Well, we tell me later. Well, no, I'd. Um... No, tell me off the air. No, I just. It's a good no, story. No, no, it's fine. Don't worry. No, no you sure. I, I, I want to tell it. Fine. What happened, right? I um had too many uh, champagnes up in the yacht club. Did you get that far, did you? Yeah, we got up there. It was good. Uh, me and Larry, um, I was supposed to be sort of working, serving drinks, and that caviar, but I sort of was just discussing 
sort of potential ventures into the music industry with Shallow Boat. Okay. Me and Larry, we were getting on like house on fire, too many champagnes. I thought, oh, well, just go for a walk. And I stepped out of the uh, out of your club. Mm-hmm. Someone left a roller skate on the floor. Really? I don't know who. On a dock? Yeah, exactly. Wow, one? Uh, just the one, yeah. Oh, right, okay. And I, I sort of managed to dodge that roller skate. Of course. Uh, banana skin, just a couple of foot down, further down the dock, slipped on that, went flying, went up right in the air, came down, thought, oh, thank God I haven't sort of like fallen in the sea. I landed on the other roller skate, <laughs> just kept rolling, rolled down. Well, yeah, I mean, if it, the dock is just one long platform, so. <laughs> it's a very long, thin dock, this. Yeah. I just sort of rolled down, and then I think, I think I sort of, I think I saw someone actually hit you in the head in some sort of like um, yep, cramp yep, yep, that happened. room. Yeah, because I sort of rushed past. I, I just sort of saw you, and then I just sort of rushed past it, flew off uh, off the dock, uh, landed in a net on a oh on a submarine actually. Yeah, it was atta- the net was attached to a submarine. Ooh, right. I landed in the net. And I thought, oh, that was lucky. And then um, the guy who I think some guy came out of the cramp pot, like just dragging this sort of like limp body along. I, I didn't think much of it. And then um, why would you? Why would I? I thought, oh, I really need some help here. And I remembered a motto that someone once taught me. What was it? Uh, the best defense is a good offense, James. Uh, a good Sound advice. Um, I think that was like Churchill or David Cameron or someone. I can't remember. Mm. And then um, so I thought, yeah, I need some help here. Um, I'll just shout abuse at him. Good offense, and it'll be my best defense. So I shout, "Oh, you, old man! You must be at least fifty, uh, if not sixty. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, he just sort of threw a rock on my head. Um, oh, right. And then um, I got dragged into the submarine. Sort of. I'm gonna hazard a guess and say that's probably Johnny Fisherman, the same guy who knocked me out. No, do you reckon? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's convenient. We've only got one <laughs> foe to tackle then in this submarine. Yeah. Right. What's going on over there? Ah, uh, Johnny, why did you knock me out? I needed you to come down here. In a submarine? That's right. This is my home from home. Okay. Well, my home, actually. I haven't got another home. This is my home. Right, great. Why? Why did you knock out my friend here, too? I know he's quite rude. He's a bit of a menace, but he's a right guy. I was only trying to defend myself, Johnny. Well, I need witnesses. Yeah, okay, why? What? This is. We're trying to do a radio show. I'm trying to be an unpaid intern on a dock so I can be a race car driver. I've got a lot going on, Johnny. Do well, we really need to witness whatever you're doing? You do. I. I, uh. <laughs> I thought you seemed like a nice guy. I was just going to work with you for a couple of years. You that was the plan. You would eventually dream. age like me, and then you'd be my protege and you could take over my job. But. Then I saw the radio equipment. Mm, it is. Well, even with your eyes, you could see how big this stuff is to carry out to a dock. <laughs> That's right. I have poor vision, but I did manage to see the uh, the equipment you have on you. Mm-hmm. And uh, for months and months, I've been trying to acquire such equipment. Really? Really. What for? To set up my own radio station. A crab radio station. There's something you might not know about me. Yeah. I like. I think there's a lot I don't know about you. <laughs> I like crabs. Oh, that's one thing I actually did. Just to, I, that's the one thing I do know about him. He was my drug crab for, for a couple of years. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah, was it a long and fruitful relationship? Aye. Don't you run it away? Apparently, <laughs> as I recently discovered. So you know, you could just come on our show. Now my wife's gone. I'm free to live my life as a crab. As a crab. Mm. Not with crabs. As a crab. Just so the listeners understand what's going on. 
and probably what they're questioning is the, the relationship between a radio show and being a crab. Because that's what I'm struggling with as well, Johnny. Yeah, me too. I'm quite struggling with this, actually, James. I'm a bit confused. Um, you are bleeding as well, Dave, by the way. Oh. Uh, Rock. He did give you a good bash. He did, didn't he? Why? Well, a price that had to be paid for me to live the life of crab. You see, I spent my, well, the last year of my life with the crab. Yeah. And... How are you going to turn into a crab, sorry? I, I don't think that's something you can just do... Have you, you heard of a little thing called transmogrification? Um, yeah, I do. I know what it is. Maybe explain it to Dave, though. He might not know what it is. Yeah, I would have known if you haven't thrown a rock in my head, but you just you sort of deleted the big word yeah. section in my I, brain, I, yeah, so that, I'm not that, really that sure. Yeah, that does happen. Yeah. What is that? Transmogrification. The changing from one form to another. From the form of a young, healthy man like myself. Well, man. Well, correct. No longer man. I will be a crab. Just for Dave, again, I think this bit of information was deleted from his head. The, the translation from man to crab... Basically, for the last year, I've been robbing crab sick into every pore of my body. And the final part will happen shortly. All I need to do now is go out into the water, absorb the salt water, I don't think that's a good idea. and I'll transmogrify. I don't think that's a good idea. No. What's the Where does the radio come into this? Well... Number one, this will be the first time a man has ever transmogrified into a crab. On live radio, for sure. Certainly. That's why I need you guys here, to show us. Maybe we'll use that as some sort of, uh, you know, ad campaign. The first transmogrification of a man to crab on radio. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, I should rake in the... Shut it. <laughs> I was speaking. I will turn into a crab, and I need you to witness this. I need you to broadcast this to the world. I'm not sure that we quite reached the entire world yet, uh, Johnny. Mm, probably about 30%, I'd probably about say. about 30%, probably roughly, or a couple and a half billion people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that'll do. That's enough for me for a start. When once the world know that I've turned into a crab, I will set up my own station down here. Let me pace and think about this. Dave, while he's pacing, I know we're not tied up because we're just in a submarine, but maybe, you know, from the flight simulator earlier, mm. do you remember any, you know, techniques or anything to, you know, get the uh, submarine going up? Um, ooh, not really. Did you pay attention to what everything I taught you, or...? Uh, no, I wasn't really. I was oh. mainly thinking how I can sort of wedge my, um... Perfect. Yeah. I mean, why is he walking like that? Like a crab? Yeah. Johnny, why are you walking like a crab? I'm learning to be like my brethren. Walking side to side is the way they walk. Oof. I do... I do crash into the walls You're, quite a lot. I don't think you got the eyes oh. for this, Johnny, because this is just... I'm hoping mess. once I get out in the water, my eyes will grow out on stalks like a crab. I'm going to give you one piece of advice that I was probably giving you, Johnny, and that is that the life of a man is probably better than the life of a crab. Has anyone told that to you before? I know your wife probably didn't say that to you. I've never heard that before. What do you think? I mean, sure, you could do... Sounds like hokum to me. You, you would be the first crab host to do Desert Island Discs. Uh, that would have a very different tone if you were a crab. That's right. Um, we'd have many crab bands on. We'd have the crabs, the crabheads, crabbing. Uh, Frankie goes underwater. I would have gone with Frankie goes crabbing. <laughs> Frankie goes crabbing. They'll all be played. All my favourites will be played. Now get out of my way. Transmogrification will begin. Point. Oh my god, Dave. No, don't press it, Johnny, because that's going to... Isn't water going to come flooding in? No. are going to de decompress the chamber, Johnny. It's an airlock. I go the other side. I don't want you guys coming with me. You guys can't turn into crabs. I'm going to get Very in the right. airlock, decompress, open the other side, and I'll be out floating with my brethren. I'll transmogrify. You'll capture this on uh, on radio. Film would be better. 
I haven't really thought this through, have I? You're not gonna be able to hear me from in here. Hmm. Do you have any camera equipment with you or anything like that? No. Hmm. Well, we're here now. I'll do it anyway. Right, prepare the airlock. Oh, God. Okay. That, oh my god, there's the airlock going. Now, time for the transmogrification. Connie, Johnny, sorry. Time for the transmogrification. Sorry. I'm gonna presume you're saying time for the transmogrification, man the crab. Uh, th Johnny, a little countdown for you here. Three, two, one. Transmogrify, go, go. Water's coming in, a lot of water. Right, okay, um, we better there just this to the listener. He's just kind of floating past the windows. He's floating around. Um, yeah, it's got a funny colour. Is that crab colour? Has he gone red? No, nah, that's more kind of just red. Yeah, well, now it's blue. Yeah. Now it's kind of a purple. Now he's dead. That is tragic. To be fair, he did sort of float off. I didn't quite he did. see him I mean, actually. Like, he's gone past the window now. Maybe like it does take a couple of minutes to turn into a crab. Maybe. Oh, there's a crab going past the window. That must be him. Yeah, well, I liked him. I Even agree. though he pelted me with stones. Do you know how to uh, drive a submarine? I thought you wanted to be. A, this is your chance to become a racing car driver. This is your chance to become a pilot. I don't want to become a pilot, you made me do that. Well, okay, well, want, I can crash the submarine. Cool, another great show, in the bag. Yeah. Lucy will love this at the job centre. It's a lot of form filling. Lucy, if you are listening, uh, please prepare form, I think it's FB395. The Quick Smart Comedy Show, devised and performed by David and James, with Dan Davis and Bethan Highgate Betts. Theme song by Karosh Oliver Floyd. For more information and content, visit soundcloud.com slash quicksmart and follow us on Twitter at quicksmartshow. Quicksmart Show.